When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Merry Christmas, you dust-covered, crusty motherfuckers. No, I'm just joking. Don't be joking. Don't fucking be joking. (laughs) I'm not joking. Merry Christmas to those who celebrate. This is our uh, holiday special uh, of the Knife Talk podcast. I'm Marekam Almasi, and I'm joined as ever with or by Jeff Fader of Fader Knives and Craig Lockwood of Lockwood Knives. We're here to keep you company Lock- while you're in the shop <laughs> of lockwood knives lockwood knives oh sorry that's what it should be lockwood wood i meant and chop <laughs> knives lockwood wood wood <laughs> and uh <laughs> uh sorry Jeez. uh yeah whatever we're here to keep you guys company and to give each other a hard time and answer your questions and yeah we're just here to have a good time and talk knives every once in a while um we like to rehash start out by rehashing last week so how's the past week been for you guys jeff how you been your kid's back in town how's it been we haven't heard from craig craig was out last week we had fingal ferguson hanging out he did it was a good show yes fingal stands in yes start with craig then good one um, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, we've, we've we've had like a few weeks of like the whole family being ill, and uh, you know I mentioned this last time I was on, but um, thankfully I'm feeling a little bit better. Um, but yeah, gearing myself up for the holidays. So we are driving back to Wales tomorrow, and we've just had the news in the last hour. There's a there's a huge strike by all the train staff, and they're all blocking the bloody borders, so people can't get out of France. So so God knows how what will happen tomorrow. But um, yeah, we're setting off anyway tomorrow, and um. Yeah, if a, a Christmas with family, which we're looking forward to. What, nice. Why are they striking, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, by um, the way, last time we talked about striking... French. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> last time we talked about striking years ago, somebody sent you a not very nice message about your reasoning behind their striking. So Really? Oh, yeah. Right. oh yes, I remember that. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, mainly because they're French and they like to strike at the drop of a hat, especially when it's very inconvenient for other people, such as right. Christmas when people are traveling. Um, but apparently they, they're not happy with the like Christmas bonus. They, basically, everybody's had a, a thousand euro Christmas bonus and they're not happy with it. So they decided to immediately strike. No warning. We're immediately striking. So all the trains um, that cross the channel, the shuttle trains and all the rest, they're all just stop they barricaded the tunnel so nobody can get in or out and it's just like oh come on please you know? so it's just the trains or 
Just the trains, but you can't get a flight now because it, it's way too late, you know. Um, Christmas would have been booked up months ago. Um, so, yeah, so we're hoping by the time we get there tomorrow, we got a sort of 12-hour drive to get to the border anyway. Um, we're hoping things would have been resolved by then. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> really, can you imagine? Let's put it to them. Let's put it to everybody. Let's just close the border Christmas, right before Christmas. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Just nuts. God damn, that's nuts. how you strike. That's for sure. They yeah, sure, they sure but... know when to do it. That's for sure. <laughs> but the thing is, it's not because they haven't had a bonus. They've all been had. They've all had a yeah, thousand euro not bonus. Good not good enough for us. So yeah. we're going to strike. Yeah, that's what you do immediately. It. Let's be yeah. in, as inconvenient as possible. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, it's not awesome, but I mean, it's like <laughs> that's how you do. I mean, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're going to strike, do, do it that way. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And how but, um, is but, the band? How's the, how's the three five fives? All good, all very good. Um, yeah, we've had some really good press and stuff, so we're we're all really happy. All the songs are out for the EP now, so everything's streaming on Spotify. Um, all the reviews have sort of come out and stuff like that. So yeah, it's all good. With like literally the last couple of days now, we can take our foot off the gas. You know what's done has been done now, and um, you know we're already writing for you know the next release and stuff. So yeah, it's it's all good, all good. <laughs> I said, did I see that you guys are going to be playing a like a concert or like some sort of festival? Yeah, well, we got two big ones in um, well, one in London and one back in Cardiff in January. Um, so the one in London is it's a place called the Water Rats, and it's quite a legendary venue. So it's where Dylan played his first London shows, where um, Oasis played their first London shows. It's 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 one of those venues that's quite iconic, um, and we're playing there in January. So I'm really pleased about that. So yeah. That, and then the next day, we so we've got a bus, and we then head to Cardiff. We play in Cardiff, so it's a mini a weekend tour, if you like. Nice. Um, nice. Weekend weekend rock stars. That's what we're calling ourselves. But um, yeah, <laughs> it'll it'll be fun. It'll be fun, I'm sure. How many songs do you have ready for the concert? Oh, I mean, we could do a set of thirty of our songs. No, oh, really? Yo, yes, you have yeah, 30? yeah, yeah. Yo, three, yeah. five, fives of thirty. Where? Pr- yes, it's pretty prolific. So Dang. it's mad. We live in. Hours? We live in, uh, yeah, around about two hours, yeah. Wow. But uh, we live in three different countries. So I'm here in France. The The drummer lives in Wales, and the other guitarist and the singer uh, live in England. Um, so it's mad the way we're doing things. We're, we're, so we're all writing individually. We all play sort of multi-instruments. We're all writing individually and recording demos and sending them to each other so we can add our own tracks and things like that. So it's mad that we've got these really high-fidelity demos that could really be released, you know, but that, you know, that, that, of a decent enough quality. Um, it's not like back in the old days, we just had a shitty tape machine, you know, everybody's got <laughs> decent stuff. Um, so yeah, so it's easy to just, you know, write your bit, send it off. They'll write a bit and we're almost playing tennis with all these different tracks back and forth. So it's, yeah, it's exciting. That's okay. fun. That sounds like it probably is fun. It is fun. It really is fun because you never know what's coming. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I'll write something and I'll like do a, a chord sequence, whether it's on piano or guitar, and send it to somebody else. And they'll they'll write a melody over that or some lyrics and send it back. And it's like, oh, I didn't see it going that way. And yeah, it is fun. It is fun. Huh. That's pretty really, cool. Really collaborative. Yeah. Mareko, how have you been? Uh, I've been good. I, I have a knife that I've been working on getting out. Um, it's a Japanese cowboy handle with Cocobolo. Uh, which Tom Moss would have to steer away from, but um, it's or steer into, or steer into, and depends on uh, yeah how the evening's going. Um, 
I, uh, it's one of the craziest pieces of Cocobolo. It's absolutely beautiful. And, um, but I was having a little bit of an issue with my faceted handle. Um, the, the way the facets really kind of stay prominent and defined from each other is that they're on very different angles and planes. And if sometimes I'm like on it and I can just nail it the first time, but sometimes I have to kind of work for it a little bit more and I struggle with it. Um, and as you continue to work those planes and kind of keep making adjustments, they get flatter and flatter and they lose, lose some of that definition. So I had to figure out a way to help get those handle facets to kind of differentiate themselves from each other. So um, I'm going to send this to you guys. But, um, but I got it dialed in and so and, – and it looks really good. I got the blade hand sanded out. I got uh, – I started working on – I got it marked and started working on the etching. I'm, I'm struggling with the etching right now. And it's like my own process <laughs> that I've done for years and I'm still having a hard time sometimes with it. Um, but I think I figured out what the issue is. And so uh, I'm going to be ironing out that tomorrow and hopefully getting it in the mail. Um, but other than that, a normal, regular stuff. I got Ben Kamon coming on the podcast, on the uh, the Artisans of Steel podcast next what, Tuesday. Cool. Uh, which should be good. Um, and if no, if people aren't signed up for that yet, if you sign up for the Patreon, I'm gonna send you a free calendar. Um, but yeah, it should be good to have a to ke- to really like to chat with him, get to know him better. Um, I've admired his work for several years now, and. And he's a fucking productive dude. I'll tell you what. And he's done doing some really fine work. And so it'll be cool. It'll be cool to talk to him about some of his process and his philosophy and stuff like that. I know you've had him on the podcast on your podcast, full blast a couple of times, right? Jeff, like six times, six he's times. Re- what he's the fuck? a reg- He's a regular. I have, a, a, I, have a, I have a bunch of regulars. I guess he's a, he's a regular. Yeah. I'm just looking at that Nishma record, that the video you sent us with the uh, Coco Bolo. It looks like a walnut, doesn't it? It's, it's yeah, it's a crazy piece. Really nice. Well, yeah, nice. and it was. Uh, I think it was given to me by a friend who was getting rid of a bunch of handle material he didn't like, and um, and I think on the outside this looked like a little cracked, and it had like it has this like uh, looks like eyes from like a, a branch went right into this area or something like that. But it's got this like these deep compression curls and all this kind of swirly figure. And it's, it's really nice. It's got a lot yeah. of real character. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. What well, about you, Jeff? How's the week been? Your, your daughter's back. It's frankly, it's been great with a lot of emotion. This whole year has, I'm very grateful for this year, but there's been a lot of emotional roller coasters. And one of them was, I think I've even met, and I'm just to bring it all around. I've talked about this neighbor of ours that we made a railing for. Mm -hmm. She's been going through cancer. And then I, she had, I had kind of broken. She had had it fallen out of her, fallen out of her bed and called me in the morning. I busted in through their window to kind of get her. And I took care of her, took care of her. And I've been making food for, I've been making food for them. And, you know, Hillary and I have been kind of like really been trying to be as much there for as possible, dropping food off and stuff like that. Well, we, she came home from hospice. She was not in great shape. And the husband, we saw her and they called, you know, and we were about to go out for dinner and we got a call and they said, could you ask my wife if she could come over to see if she had died? And and she had. So we went over, we went over to kind of you know, Hillary's just like, they said, they said, Hillary, they said, maybe you should bring a stethoscope. And she's like, I don't need a fucking stethoscope. <laughs> I, are, you fucking, are you fucking kidding me? I don't need yeah. a guy. I'm making a joke, but I'm making light of it. But yeah, she's yeah. like, bro, 
I don't need no stethoscope. So we went over and we kind of paid our last respects and it was really wild. And her, his, his, the the husband's uh, family was there and they're all Cajun. And it was really kind of a really nice family thing. And the pastor came and I started breaking the pastor's balls, which was, that was funny. They started setting a tone for being funny. So I started breaking the pastor's balls. He, I guess he didn't drive. And one of the family members drove him over. He's like, yeah, if someone could give me a drive back, I said, pastor, what the fuck? He had a fucking Uber? And then everyone started laughing. And we all started making jokes. I said, you can't get on a motherfucking Uber? What's the matter with you, pastor? What's the matter? Come on. I got shit going on here. I mean, like, you know, I mean, what are you Catholics? What's the matter with you? Can't you get an Uber? Come on. So we were, it was, it was crazy. And, and we're kind of, we're taking, I'm this weekend, I'm going to be cooking for her Her husband's going to come over for Christmas and it's just, it's sad. But at the same time, you know, I'm very grateful for, uh, I'm grateful for my, there's been a lot of, I mean, there's been a lot of death this year for, in my, in my family between Mm. the accountant and then my college friend and then my uncle and then this neighbor who's everyone I know that's, that's been happening to it's crazy you know, and it's just uh, been a mad couple of years here's yeah. the, the i'm grateful for my health i'm grateful for the fact that yeah. I'm, I'm i'm grateful for the fact that my wife and i have made this this pact that our job is to make sure that we stay out of the healthcare system so we're doing we're eating right we're not fucking around we're exercising we're doing everything right to do our best to stay out of the healthcare system so mentally and physically and we're trying to you know so and then my mother's not doing so hot we're gonna go visit her who knows she might not may or may not remember me but at the same time you know look we're, we're doing it so in the shop we're winding down i got a couple knives that are going to go out tomorrow we had a great christmas we had a great uh, end of the year. I'm very proud of what we've accomplished. We just did all the Christmas bonuses and had a kind of final end of the year meeting with Tony in regards to what we're going to do next year. And we're already starting on the first batch of knives for January. Something new, something very exciting. I'm very happy about them. And then um, we're ready to kick ass in 2024 god willing so nice have you had your christmas night out where you take the staff no out? we're taking them out we've we worked out a the, the day we we always do it after christmas because it's just like we're, we're bananas and, until christmas so we're going to go down january 13th we're going to go into the city and it's a saturday nice. and take everybody out and make anybody they want drink whatever they want we're all we're all in good shape and i had a nice conversation with uh, allison and she was uh she was very uh we had a very nice conversation and had a very nice conversation She's, tony everybody's good everyone's happy we you know i'm looking forward to the future it was a good, good year stuff. incremental growth in a positive way exceeded our expectations there you go stuff good bingo stuff. bango bongo before we move on, I noticed that you'd you'd put something up the other day about lasers, and you were thinking about getting a laser. Um, I'm sure you had a million responses, um, but I saw uh, Walter Sorrells has put quite a bit on about lasers recently, and he goes into a bit of detail. So if you haven't seen them, maybe would you should, uh, like? I, that's very interesting that you bring that up because I did get a lot of good information, and we looked at you know what, what we had to spend before the end of the year, and. I didn't feel comfortable paying ten thousand dollars for a, a, a laser. I had ten thousand. Some of them. Some of them. Oh, some. Just, some. Let me I'm sure, let me but just, let me, okay. let me finish. Sorry. Go on. Go on. So then, there, you know, I was looking at these twenty five hundred dollar laser peckers, and I was talking to my buddy, our buddy Naram, and I was talking to. Uh, a lot of guys. Reaper was telling me. I uh, uh, even yeah. Well, 
you know, money bags, money bags. Uh, Brian House was trying to get me to spend, you know, pony up their eleven grand for a blazer. He's like, oh, you just got this. You can make hot stamps with them, motherfucker. I mean, this guy down in Florida, you know, drives a Tesla and buys fourteen thousand dollars lasers. It's just like it's not for me, dude. I just want to get someone to etch something here. I don't need to like. I'm not making hot stamps for Christ's sakes. Yeah. So we we kind of looked at it. and I just felt like those. $1,500 ones, I mean, they might be working great and stuff like that, but I just think it's just, I just don't want it like on the 50th knife to be a problem. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, we've decided that we're going to focus on just getting stuff, getting the shop up and running. I ordered some more steel and ordering more G10 and stuff. And I only want to kind of like take care of the staff, really gonna invest in the company itself yeah. instead of buying shit. Yeah, well, so. And what do you need the laser for? Your, for your, I mean, it would be nice blades. to do marking. It would be nice to add engraving. It would be nice to do yeah. like being able to do my own drawings and then laser etch them on the machine. But at the same time, right. it's like, you know, I mean, it's not it. It, it would be a nice addition for, for the company and down the line, I'm sure it would be great. But it's like, you know, when we looked at what we had in our budget and what we, what we wanted to do, it was like, yeah, we'll wait. So. Yeah, because you know that's what, the thing. I would, the... What I would say is the the cheaper ones. I've got a really cheap one. I think I was like two grand, and it was come from China. Uh, they're all um, Chinese. Yeah, they all they all come from there anyway. Um, but they all come with really shitty software that's really hard to use and crashes all the time and I so on. Just... And it's it's only this week since I've started sort of getting stuff back out and plugging it all in, trying everything back on again. Um, that I've noticed there that there's software that I. I wished I could have used with my with my laser called Lightburn, which is super super simple. Works on a Mac as well as a PC, and um, that now works with all these shitty lasers. Right, right. Well, that's it, what it didn't right. in the past. That's yeah. what everyone's using for their laser pecker, and the laser pecker yeah. seems like it's the it's like it seems it's as though in regards to these, you know, pardon the expression, Chinese lasers. It seems like the most kind of put together one. And I reached out to them and they were kind of like, you know, they were perfectly fine. But at the same time, I was just like, what am I going to start, you know, etching tumblers? What am I doing? I mean, what, yeah, I just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm trying to get like, I don't want to get a prosumer one, but I don't want to be too cheap, but I don't want to be too expensive. So it was just like, ah, fuck it. You know, let's eat some more dumplings instead. So we're gonna do what that. is a light pecker or laser pecker? That's the name of the company, saying... Laser Pecker. Every every okay. when I when I reached out to people, they were giving me names that was just numbers and letters, <laughs> and then most of the lasers just get the H seven five nine thousand watt, you know, all that bullshit. And right. then everyone was talking about the Laser Pecker. There's a Laser Pecker one, the Laser Pecker two, Laser Pecker three, Laser Pecker four, and I was looking. I'm like, ah, let's see the fucking Laser Pecker. So it seems like people are, it's a, you know, if you can get a, get a thousand dollar, and this is not, an, obviously not an ad for those motherfuckers because they ain't giving me shit. <laughs> Trust me, I asked. <laughs> Trust me, I was like, how do you like to be a sponsor on Full Blast Podcast? I ain't nothing. <laughs> so, so uh, but at the same time, like I said, I, I don't want to, I want to spend wisely. So at yeah, the same yeah. time, it's sense, like, yeah. this is the time of the year where you try to buy stuff because, you know, you're get, you want to get the tax write off. So we're trying to like mm-hmm. budget in exactly what we're going to buy. And I just pulled the plug on it today. 
fair enough. Fair enough. No, it's just that I saw that story, then I saw, funny enough, on the same day Walter Sorrells put these videos up about lasers and stuff. They're becoming far more and more um, approachable. I went to, uh, the last time I had, last year, I had knives <clears throat> etched when my friend Bree Pettis had uh, over Bantam Tools. He said, I'll do it for you. He had an old school laser, and he's just like, you got to stand behind the thing, and you can't look at the fucking light, and it was like, you know, I was waiting to turn into the Incredible Hulk just to put a touch mark <laughs> uh, on it. You get the gamma radiation. Yeah, it was like, uh, but I mean, I, I was going to even re- re- reach out to him, but I, you know, you don't need, I don't need to ask him. <laughs> he's going to, he, we wouldn't be like, oh, you need the $65,000 laser. That's what I use. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I just pulled the plug on the whole thing. I can, I'm not going to rush the decision just because I want to tax right off, you know? Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, okay, well, what have we got? What have we got for this special festive edition? This is the end of the year knife talk. So we have your questions, we have great feedback, and we, I want to finish off the, we have red flags, run the red flags, and I want to make an announcement in regards to the all-beef review. So the all-beef review will be the next episode. I need more beefs. I need more beefs. I need about probably, 10 would give us more than enough. We have about 30. I just want to make sure that we can, you know, we don't, we don't run out. So, yeah. We know a lot of you will be spending time with family and friends that maybe you don't want to be spending so much time with over Christmas. So you may have beefs there yeah. as well you can yeah, send us. Yeah, whatever. Family you, beefs are always good beefs. Just do me a favor, and I'm going to say this for the 900th time. Don't say names. <laughs> don't say names. Don't say people. Don't say, don't be even be vague. Let's just keep it fucking, you know, don't do that. And then also, please, no more Magna Cartas. I've been, I've been getting like the, you know the Lord of the Rings episode, you know, chapter five, <laughs> some of these things. So, you know, give me a break. So send in your beefs. Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. Okay, cool. Right, let's get on with um, some questions just after this. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. Go do it. Okay, questions. We got some. Um, I'll take the first. Cutty Knives with a K. Hey, y'all. Hope everyone's surviving the holidays. Two questions. Um, any other guesses on new trends for next year? And what type of cloth do you all use for oiling blades that doesn't attract all the lint in the world? Um, and he says thanks. Um, trends for next year. We seem to do this question quite regularly, don't we? Um, I... I I don't think it'll be so much a, a design trend with knives. I think it's going to be more of a sort of manufacturing one, as as Jeff just pointed out. And again, we've said this so many times, things are becoming much more affordable and approachable that I think people are having basically small-scale factories now in their, in, their, in their shops, you know, with regards to the equipment that they can use. So I think that's that's a bit more of a trend, I suppose. More people getting lasers and all that kind of CNCs. and that. We're seeing a lot more people doing that. Um, so whether that's a trend or not, I don't know, but that's that's something I'd say as opposed to a design. Um, but what do you guys think? May I may I just add? Cuddy is our friend. Cuddy's she's awesome. Let's just add our knife making trends and what we think the trends in general in life are going to be. Mm. In life, yeah, in life okay. trends or oh, whatever social okay. media or trend you foresee, right. whatever. Blah blah blah. Mareko, what knife trends do you see? coming up i i hope for knife make other knife makers out there that i see them taking a uh, a nod of 
influence or inspiration from you and Neil Kamimura and other makers who are doing more content with their knives, making food and rather than rather than kind of the making content because honestly a lot of knife makers content is are these i was having a conversation with another knife maker friend and we were talking about this exactly it's kind of like a subtle flex to other makers and what you should be doing is trying to make your work appealing to your actual potential clients and customers and that is going to be especially if it's culinary knives that is going to be using the fucking knife to, to, to cut some food up and so I, I hope I see more people doing that kind of content um, because I, I want people to be successful. And I think uh, there are makers, a lot of makers out there who might be struggling a little bit because, um, because they're, they're having a hard time reaching people or, or maybe the content isn't necessarily engaging in the way that it makes people want to continue to look more or dive deeper into whatever that maker is doing. So I hope that more makers make... Um, especially f around culinary knives or doing food content so that they can get more business, honestly, more than but anything. What's, but you don't think cutting toilet paper is a good idea? You don't think that's a selling point? No, it's not very useful. It's not a selling point, cutting toilet paper? What? I see people cutting fucking toilet paper with their culinary knives. They're doing it's paperwork. It's gross. Paperwork. <laughs> doing fucking paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Doing real paperwork. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of gross. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you want poop tissue <laughs> you know associated with your culinary knife you heard it so first from santa about that santa just told you no poop tissue <laughs> Ladies yeah. and gentlemen. you yeah. want to think which, about that stuff try to be which, think about what you want your knife associated with and what you don't want it associated and focus more on the the stuff that makes more sense not toilet paper yeah <clears throat> which takes us on to the second part we'll come back to trends in a sec um but whilst we're talking about uh papers and so on what type of cloth do you use for oil in blades that doesn't attract all the lint in the world? Um, I've got, and it's probably still here, hasn't been used for 18 months, um, like chamois, really cheap chamois, mm. um, like 12 inch by 12 inch squares. Um, and they're great for that because they just hold oil and you can just use them over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, very, very flammable. So be careful. If you keep in oily rags, um, make sure you keep them somewhere safe. That really reminds me. Do you know? Have you? Do you know? There's a Jamaican expression, and I feel as though this is going to be a terrible trend because I think I. And the 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 cloth is what stuck with me. I'm hearing this word a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing this word a lot. Have you heard people use the expression blood clot? No. All right. Oh. You haven't heard any. I'm going to dig up. You haven't heard this. It's a old classic Jamaican expression. Mm -hmm. I thought it was bumba clot. That too. There's oh, that. Oh, yeah. I know. Bumba yeah, clot. Yeah. clot. Yeah, yeah. Say it again, Craig. Bumba clot. There you go. There's that. Yeah, yeah. So it comes from, it stems from, uh, one of them is blood clot, which isn't really blood clot. It was blood cloth, which is like your fucking. Hmm. Your tampoon or whatever, whatever it is, and it was, and it was. That's what bumbacloth comes yes, from. Yes, yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. So it's like it gross. It's totally dirty. And I hear there's this. Did you see that? Have you seen that rapper who who uh, he's got a very. <laughs> I think he's from England. He got a chin. I don't think he has a chin, frankly. And he sings the song. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna play it. 
but he sings a song. He sounds like this dude is Jamaican, but he's like a uh, he is a ranger from <laughs> from Wales. You know what a ranger is? No, <laughs> you no. never heard of a ranger? No, I heard that that is a derogatory expression for a ginger, a ranger in in <laughs> Australia. Do you know uh, why it's a ranger? Ranger no. is short for orangutan. <laughs> oh Toby An Merle. Oranga. Toby Merle, that motherfucker over at the knife and school knife and the knife and steel with honor, referred to his nephew as an oranger because he's a ginger. <laughs> and then he got told off, but you can't call him a ranger because that's offensive. So oh, this ranger was singing about bubble, bubble clots on this so video. With this, let's stop a sec. So a Welsh ginger rapper is singing about bumble clots. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking find what? it. You guys talk, and I'm gonna find it. What? Oh my god! I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna play it. Well, I got a tip oh, for rags. <clears throat> I, okay, I would suggest using <laughs> coffee filters. Oh, coffee filters. That's are cheap, a good idea, and they're super low lint. Essentially, it's like like a porous paper right yeah yeah um but yeah you should be able to wipe that across your blade just fine without a bunch of lint getting on there and that actually i, I can't remember i think that i saw that for like this guy isn't welsh <laughs> that's, that's not welsh that's, tell it no but he's but he, he's a isn't it is it, I'm gonna send it to you, but he, he's like he's hot. He's he's like super duper hot, and he sings the bumble clot all the all the time. And my thing that my fear is that he's gonna be he's gonna make white people destroy a perfectly good word that other people are using. And I feel that that's gonna be the trend. The trend is going to be he's gonna destroy this perfectly good word that other people were using, and he's gonna white people are gonna use it. And it's gonna be gross. Bumble clot. Bumble clot. Okay. Trust me, that's the trend. There's a talking about Welsh rappers. There's there's a Welsh band that are like almost like a comedy band called the GLC, the Goldie Looking Chain, and it's a big crew of them. They're rappers, um, and they use the word clart a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna but, be um, it's gonna be gross. It's gonna be like they're yeah. gonna be trying to like take us. They're gonna be taking somebody's war. It's gonna be awful. You're gonna hear it all the time. <laughs> so these all these rangers are gonna be all over the place. <laughs> rangers. That's a good one, isn't it? That's got to be really offensive to someone. I mean, you if know. you're a orangutan, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're going to be classed with these ginger people. I told my wife that. I said, you know what they call, you know what a horrible thing for calling a ginger is? A ranger. And she goes, why? And I said, because it's short for orangutan. She almost crashed the car. She was laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, back uh, to trends. Back to trends. trends. Yeah, okay. So, unknife related trends then. So like well, that's, world trends. I mean, oxtail. I think oxtail. Yeah, I think the oxtail. <laughs> that's what. It, yeah, you know, the ass flap of all meat is going to be. <laughs> I don't know why. That's like the fucking. That's like the that that part is going to be overrun. You're never going to be able to afford the oxtail anymore. I think it's going to be yeah. completely. It's like when the, it's like when when you when you go to fill your tank up of gas and then you have a little cap before the cap goes on. Yeah, that's yeah. what the fucking yeah. oxtail is. All the bumble clot yeah. oxtail. Tails are going to be. All, it's going to be all over. <laughs> Rangers all over the place eating box tails. That's what you're going to say. Uh, um, I think people are going to be politically checking out. I think. I think that's going to be the trend. Um, more and more people I speak to, they're just like no longer watch the news. 
all they care about is just looking after themselves and their family at the moment. Um, and I think that's going to become more and more of a trend as people are just more sort of disassociating themselves with any sort of political party, that kind of thing. And hopefully, hopefully, people don't get all their news from fucking TikTok. <laughs> True. You know, yes. Jesus Christ. I mean, at some point, you know, I, I said this on Full Blast. I had Aaron Goff on and I said, I said a hot take is sometimes people who say I sucked at school. If you say I sucked at school, I hated school. Maybe here's a hot take. Maybe you shouldn't be commenting on things out of your purview. Why don't you talk about stuff that you don't suck at? You know, maybe that's the thing. So <laughs> I, I hope I hope we get a little bit more perspective in this world. But I don't think that's the trend that's going to happen, frankly. Um, hey, what do you reckon? Trends? What do you see happening? I, I think this is kind of way off in the left field. I think regarding mental health, PTSD, uh, depression, anxiety, all that kind of stuff like that, we're going to see a lot more um, therapeutic use of psychedelics for helping to heal some of those issues and problems that people are struggling with. I think that'll be really interesting. Do you think that at some point there should be more easier access to like in-person, in-person therapy? Because it seems like that, aren't that's people like, readily available for that right now. People are readily available. I mean, I think that that's the best game in town. <laughs> but I, it's just the question of people deciding not to go. You know, I think that physical the stigma attached to it you think? i mean yeah i mean i went to a therapist a couple times in my life and it was very helpful and it, i yeah. just feel as though that there are i feel as though that there are opportunities to actually see an in-person therapist and i i don't necessarily know if people are actually like looking into that right i think so the the way from what i've been learning and understanding um, the the therapeutic use of psychedelics with is in conjunction with therapy like talk therapy over several months and several sessions um, to help integrate the experience and the things they'd learned through that psychedelic experience as well as um, how it relates to their real life and things they can do to move forward and you know trying to solve the problems of their their world so it's not it's not just inviting people to come in and do some ball super rips. fucking high <laughs> and then fucking leave it's it, there's a whole lot involved with uh it yeah it yeah. seems as though that you know our culture though likes to take a pill and not put the work in i mean that's that's a, yeah that's but i a, think that started long before well, psychedelics let's break the let's break the cycle i mean you know it's, that that's my I, I just know too many people who are on medication but then sure you know for something but then they just like they also drink and then they also don't see a therapist to actually kind of address the issues and sure. instead of hoping that the dr medication will somehow miraculously fix the traumas of your life yeah yeah, yeah. you know no, it's all part yeah. of an overall I, to me it's the medication is part of a larger thing the, the medication alone is never going to fix anybody Right by itself. So, wow, let's hope for let's hope for more of that, more opportunities for people to see men, get better, better mental health. That's for yeah, sure. For sure. <sighs> Any other trends? Knife making trends? <sighs> people are getting no. their people are getting their stainless on. More people are getting their stainless on. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Stainless is becoming a lot easier for people to to work with. That's for sure. Maybe you're going to see more uh, 
You mean like stainless Damascus or just All stainless in general? Stainless in general. I mean, I don't. Okay. Th- I mean, I think that I think that the home user now, once they have their even heat, I think it's you know one, two, three to start making stainless steel knives. You know, it's that seems like that's much easier now to get into than it ever was. Yeah, I feel like the Are hurdle you- was always the the cost issue, though, especially with some of the more fancier stainless is the cost of the material in the first place, especially once you start stepping into stainless Damascus. Um, and then whether or not a custom or a, yeah, a custom maker could get the value back out of the material uh, that they have paid up front. AEBL is C H E A P. No, no. Yeah, no, sorry. I, so that's why I was talking about like some of the more fancy, like apex ultra or whatever, right. like some of the, the new magna cut and stuff like that and other stainlesses that have been around for a while that are a bit more expensive, like CPM-154. Right. You know, they're definitely more expensive. Um, and so I think a lot of makers, when they're looking at what materials are going to work with, you know, that the cost of that material in the first place, obviously, is a big part of that equation and figuring that out, whether or not they're going to work with it. But yeah. what, what trends are you hoping for? If you instead of uh, try to like forecasting what the trends might be, what were the tr- right. what, what would be some trends that you would like to have see happen? Um, yeah, I would I would like to see people making chef's knives that uh, actually perform like chef's knives <laughs> ought to, mm-hmm. uh, rather than just being a chef knife chef shaped blade. I feel like I see a lot of that. I I, I would love to see people spending more time on their handles. Um, not a ton more time, just a little bit more time to, so they're not just like a block that's been cut to profile. Um, because for me, the relationship with the tool is through the handle. And if like, I see a lot of really blocky handles out there and I'm like, that's too bad because the rest of it looks pretty decent, but I have no interest in touching that knife because of that handle. Um, Craig, yeah, sorry, Craig, what, what, uh, trends do you, would you like to see? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it'd be nice to see more sets of things. Oh, I thought you said sex. I was like, oh my <laughs> god, that I would like, always always be, it would be nice, nice to see more sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but I know Jeff, you you do the occasional sets and things like that. You generally don't see that many people sort of advertising sets. You know, they're 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 sort of single knives. Um. Yeah, that would be nice to see that maybe. But uh, yeah, with regards to the sort of trends that I'd like to see, I don't really know. Don't know. I would like the trend of people doing in-person learning and going to reputable schools that have set up time and energy to work with other makers and stuff like that. I'd like to see people, instead of saying, oh, I can't afford it anymore, I can't afford it anymore, I think that people need to focus on real education and trying to go to the center for metal arts i know uh pat just had a by the way he wanted me to thank you guys because we uh we helped move a lot of tongs for their uh pre-order he just made his he just made his second uh, forged anvil 350 pound anvil he forged an anvil at that center for metal arts they got crazy classes coming up with josh prince and and uh, all these guys and we're going to be doing these classes so i'm kind of hoping that people take advantage of uh more education and what they're doing that would be a trend i'd like to see another trend i'd like to see is people not 
being life coaches online. <laughs> they, and uh, whether, whether it's knife makers or whatever, they make three knives and all of a sudden they're giving everybody advice how to do it and so on. And everything they do, they do once and all of a sudden they're the expert and they're online telling everybody, this is the way you should be doing this. I fed up. I, 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 yeah, that's one of the reasons I barely go online anymore because it's, it's just like, come on, please. But do you know what that you know? comes from? That comes What's from that? this idea where you, some people find something usually later in life that they become proficient at. And then all of a sudden it, it, it makes them feel like if I'm good at one thing, I'm good at everything. Mm. And they start to all of a sudden it's like, I see these guys and they're, you know, they're, uh, you know, all of a sudden they know everything from, they, they're awesome knife makers and bladesmiths and, and all of a sudden now that they're like, they're like economic advisors and they're, yeah. they're geopolitical experts. And it's just like, bro, you know how to do a good plunge line. Relax. Yeah. Well, somebody's <laughs> just had a, pr a promotion in works. So and now yeah. they're, you know, yeah. now they're still stacking trolleys in the local supermarket. Be but like all me. of a sudden they need to tell everybody exactly all their life story oh and how God. inspirational they are. And it's just like, come on. Yeah. In the inspirational Please. game is like, I mean, yeah. well, but I mean, you know what? It works. It fucking pays. I mean, the inspiration yeah. game. People love inspiration. They love to be told what to do. They like to be told what to do on the things that they like themselves, not the things that they're supposed to do. They like to be inspired on stuff that they're willing to do, you yeah. know? So, not the stuff that they're supposed to do. So, House to do. Who? Yeah. Brian House? He does. He does. He, he, I listen to work for it every every week. He had a new segment on where he he he'll run the he'll he'll run up the first fifteen minutes of the show, doing before he, they start the program. He'll he'll do a whole you know talk up, run up thing, and then they'll hit the music, be cone, and the next thing you know, it's back to the show. He does a whole preview. He's got the voice. For, he's got the voice for it, sort of. To get people up and going. Um, I like yeah, that when show. you're seeing the local trolley stacker giving you advice on life, you just think, come on now, please. You got to do one, you got to stack it one day at a time. About. You rang, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Jeez. seeing these posts. Really? What oh, posts? I'm just the inspirational talks and how you should be living your lives. And, you know, I go at 4 a.m. every morning, and by, by 7 a.m., I've you know, and I'm just like, I once, on, I once did, uh, maybe I should do a day in the life of me. And I was just like getting up at four and making coffee and making my wife breakfast and, and, um, for her to go. And then I would do the Peloton. I'm like, who the fuck, who the fuck do I think I am? <laughs> That's what I ended Mark, up saying. Mark Wahlberg. There. I'm like, I'll be like, who the fuck? Do, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, how would I do it? I'm like, who the fuck do I think I am? I don't know. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to do it. Forget it. Go fuck yourself. That's what I have to say. Here's your inspiration for you. The rock of the knife world. Ugh, yeah. God. Larry David. If anything, it's Larry David. Leave me alone. God damn. So I think, I think right. Cuddy, we did it enough. Don't you think we did enough for Cuddy Knives? We did. I think so. Right. I think so. Another question after this. Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. And if you want to change your life, here's what you do. <laughs> that ranger down in Florida. <laughs> I'll change your life for you. Get on board. Work for it, motherfuckers. 
<laughs> he's a good guy. I love that dude. I talk to him often. I really do enjoy. I enjoy yeah. everything about that fucking wacko. He's the best. <laughs> he's the best. I love Brian House. And P.S. Pickle Cutter on that show, Dynamite. B-Cone, doing a good job. This show is, a, is, is, is be- getting better and better. Work for a podcast, nice. motherfuckers. <laughs> Who's taking the next one? This next one is from Peter Tal. Uh, says, hey guys, I have a dilemma. I have someone who reached out for a custom chef's knife. They wanted initials and a custom logo, or sorry, a company logo engraved. No problem. I sent off a sketch and they said they like it, but I asked if I could not put my logo on. But I they, feel weird. They asked, they oh, liked sorry. it, but they don't want him to oh, put sorry, his sorry, logo on. I misread on. that. All right. They don't want his, the maker's logo on there. I feel weird saying no, I have to put it on. But at the end of the day, does it matter how much, uh, that much for one knife? Should I just take the business and be happy? Or do you think I should be uh, adamant about a logo on every piece? What are you guys, what are your guys' experiences with people asking to take the logo off? Thanks. Love the show and have learned so much. So I've I've done yeah. that. So a company approached me a few years ago, and they wanted a bunch of knives that they're going to send out to their to their big customers, and they just wanted their company logo on it. Um, yeah, quite happy with that. And yeah, I don't see any problems with that. Um, and the thing is, they're being upfront about that that you haven't taken the order yet. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's 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 your choice. Then you're not you're not being hoodwinked in any way. Um, but I think it's I think particularly this time of year. I think a lot of businesses are looking for gifts to give to their big clients, right. that kind of thing. Right. right. Company logos on them. Yeah, it, it makes sense. What do you think, Mareko? Yeah, I think I think I might be all right with that. Yeah. It depends on how many. And it it sounds to me and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to just uh, make the point that this if they got the price and they got the knife and they got the guy and he's made the commitment, that might not be the breaking point like oh well we agreed on everything but if you're not gonna take your logo off forget it we'll go elsewhere uh, i think you i think the, i think you could talk to him in a way of being like look it's my knife i put the logo on it and it's you know not a big deal however it depends on how many knives it is and ultimately we would be like yeah go ahead i'll take my I, me personally no problem don't worry about that. I mean, if, especially for Christmas orders, we had to do, we've had to do Christmas orders where we get a logo and we get it etched and stuff like that. And I, frankly, I don't even want my name next to the logo. So it's like, I, I'll do it on the yeah. other side. Right. So, um, I don't have a problem with it. I would probably think that I would probably think that it's not the sticking point of the, of the job. But, uh, I once had a guy, Oh, this guy was such a, douchebag i mean literally i mean i've said this on this podcast years ago this guy i was telling him about the knife and i said eh, this is when i put the, the t- i put my touch mark on and he goes and he writes me guys well what about my touch mark oh, yeah. <laughs> just oh, like yes, that i was like saying this yeah. you motherfucker you did you make this knife you little bastard you and i said well i don't really do that and he goes well i want my initials on it and he just was very very forceful and it was a gift certificate too it wasn't even like he didn't pay for it he got a gift certificate i ended up doing it but it was like I, that, that's the reason why I get a laser too. You get a laser and you're just like, all right, I'll put fucking whatever you want on it. Yeah. You know, this guy looks like a young guy. He's doing some decent work. I, and, but I think, I mean, depending on the construction of the knife, like, fuck, if they don't want it on the blade, if you really feel adamant about putting your mark on it somewhere, you could put it on the tang or, yeah. 
it's not a sticking point for me, especially yeah. like I see this more. I see, I see this more like business rather yeah. than um, being like some sort of artistic expression. Um, yeah. So, especially for like, I did some corporate stuff this past Christmas, and if they they wanted the the name on it, but if they said they don't want the name on it, I'd be like, it would. I would definitely. It wouldn't have been this. It was a big job, and I wouldn't have lost the job just because I wanted. They wanted me to take my name off it. Mm. Yeah. I've done a ton of restaurants where I haven't put mine on. They've only wanted the restaurant logo on. Um, some have wanted mine on as well. Some have just wanted mine. It's yeah. I think I think if you get an inkling that maybe somebody wants to buy a bunch of knives, um, stick their company logo on so they can resell them, maybe that's a different thing. Right. Um, but um, you know, you're probably not going to get that because you know there's cheaper ways for people to do that. For sure. Run yeah, jobs sorry. to your I- shop. Run jobs to your shop. Yeah, that's what I, I, I was just meaning for if anybody just is absolutely adamant, just put it somewhere else, put it on the tang or put it wherever. Yeah, take it off the blade. I think but. especially if you want to get involved with this being a business, you're going to have to make some like, I think I was talking to Greg Sims years ago, and he said that he talked to Bob Kramer and Bob Kramer says sometimes you got to take the passion out of it. And it was something like sometimes you just got to you run the job through the shop. You know, it's, it's. It's and sometimes it ain't worth it, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. Well, before we do the next, I tell everybody about Dharma Steel, uh, which we've already mentioned, um, stainless Damascus, and how easy they are to use. Um, more and more people are using it. It's really, really special stuff. Um, if you listen to our DC, DCI live a few weeks back, um, and you, well, you would have seen it. It was a video. You'd have seen some of the amazing work people are doing with Dharma Steel. Special, special stuff. Some really interesting patterns. As I say, super, super easy to use. Um, far easier than people thought it would be. Um, we can get you a discount too. If you head to dharmasteel.se, um, when you get through to your order, put Knife Talk in as a promo code, you get 10% off. Um, but go take a look on their Instagram as well. They're AB on Instagram. Go take a look. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. So if you're looking to make something very special, um, Dharma Steel is the stuff to use. We still have questions. There's at least one listener feedback we must get to for Christmas. And okay. we also have red flags, so it's up to you. But yeah. the questions well, are good, too. Let's do a couple more questions. Yeah, sure. yeah let's do a couple don't more questions. Don't let me forget we, this we can... one feedback. No worries. No worries. Okay, <laughs> this is a question from Anonymous. Do, do, do. Hey, guys, if you keep me anonymous, that would be great. Hope everyone is well. I was curious about the business side of things. I wanted to start a website business and get my work into some local shops. I'm curious on how I'd go about doing this. Should I just be a sole proprietor or start an LLC or what? I'm not sure which way to go. If you gentlemen could give me some advice, it'd be much appreciated. Thanks again. Um, Anonymous, we don't we don't even know where they are from. I'm going to assume the States. Yeah, are, LLC. Yeah. LLC. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I know rules are slightly different in the states as they are to in different parts of europe so i'll leave this one to you guys what What do you think think, i'll tell you what i like that we do i like the fact that i am a employee of fader knives llc and i have a w-2 and everybody else here has a w-2 and it keeps everything nice and crispy and clean and it's an llc which basically i can't really i mean the company could be sued but i can't personally be sued Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of confidence. I, I'm not 
Okay, I'm not worried about that being sued, but at the same time, it is nice. I like being an employee of Fader Knives yeah. because when tax season comes, it's not like, you know, you see with the, I'm not going to, you're not going to see me like with a pencil behind my ear, freaking out over a bunch <laughs> of Home Depot receipts, you know, <laughs> trying to like, you know, sticking my finger out and trying to figure out what the fuck happened. So I'm for an LLC. Yeah. Uh, I'm for the LLC as well. Um, and and for people who aren't aware, LLC stands for Limited Liability Corporation, which, just like Jeff was saying, if something happens to somebody, they might want to sue you, but they can't sue you. You're an employee of the company. They can only sue the, co- sue the company and, and its potential assets and stuff like that. And so there's only so much liability that you are liable for as even though you're the owner people people can't come after your house and shit like that they can only go for the stuff that the business owns and has uh as assets and and if you're a sole proprietor depending on how you run that i think in the state of washington there's a couple different ways where you can still kind of have a little bit of separation but there if there's for whatever reason if there's a reason somebody wants to come after you they might potentially be able to get some of your personal shit too as well as um yeah, whatever the business has going on for it. So I think the biggest thing is to think about what kind of, <laughs> what, how much, like if, if you're like a kid and you have no assets, then maybe <laughs> the, uh, it, going the, the sole proprietorship is the, is the way to go right now because you're not worried about people coming after your house and your car or any other kind of stuff. But if you, ho, ho, ho. if you have Merry more, Christmas, yeah, Merry Christmas motherfucker. <laughs> but if you have, if you have more of those, uh, the, those things that you want to kind of protect LLC is a way to kind of protect your personal stuff so that people can only come after the business stuff. And without being more more boring than business talks, Craig's asleep or he's doing paperwork. He muted himself. He's wiping his ass or something. Who knows where the hell he went? He went somewhere. He's that's where we know he went somewhere because he's just like, all right, Maraca's going to talk about business for a while. He went to let's the bathroom. Let's shit talk Craig oh, he's right now. Let's, filling up the, he's let's filling shit up talk his beer Craig right now. now. The and when he comes back, don't he's say anything. Hey, oh, I can hear you. You know, I can hear you. Jesus Christ! I thought you left. I thought I you had to sneeze. Somewhere. I had to sneeze. That's all. Jeez. Oh, you're like, oh boy, business talk. I'm gonna fuck away off. <laughs> I'm gonna warm the car for that long ride to France <laughs> or English, or England, yeah. England, whatever, Wales. Wales. <sighs> yeah, it, look, it's boring. It sucks. Business sucks, and it's just the way it is. And we should be done with this. Just, <laughs> just be, be be an adult. You gotta be an adult. Do no. this. You can't just it, it, unless you want to run a lemonade stand for the rest of your life. You fucking <laughs> make some decisions. All right, this next one's from... Oh, wait, Craig, do you have anything you want to add? No. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's pretty much the yeah, same in, in the, the UK and France. Starts talking, with, you laughed. Limit, with limited companies, it's pretty much the same, where you limit that liability. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. All right, this next one is from In- Angel Angeloni Forge. Sorry. Uh, question for you guys. I have been seeing these carbide-tipped straightening hammers uh, everywhere lately, and I was wondering if you guys have had any issues with the warp coming back during finish grinding love the show what do you think if you guys use those for those uh carbide tipped hammers for straightening i haven't but i've seen them being used and they look like magic 
So no, I haven't seen, I haven't used one. But I wonder as well whether that is just a temporary measure or whether that sort of memory from the steel will come back. I don't know. They're excellent. I got one for Corin, sent me one from Gamaco and our boy Kyle Daly. If you're in the United States and you want a carbide straightening hammer, God forbid you don't go to KH Daily Knives where he's welding up some ball peen hammers with some carbide tips. So they're amazing. And you know, it's interesting because different stainless steels warp differently when you heat them up. So, I mean, when I was in a fabricator, we would heat a piece of steel up, you know, just sanding it, and then we'd flip to the other side and bring it back. So I started using that kind of style when I'm grinding. You know, you're grinding sometimes, you'll the heat will expand the outside, the, the back will be contracted, and then you'll get a warp. But if you hit it the other side, you bring it right back. The carbide hammers are awesome because you can pull out the, you're pulling out the, you're making little indentations in the uh, hardened steel and that spreads the material out and then that's what makes it, you're almost plant, it's almost like a planishing hammer, honestly. Yeah. The one thing I will, I had, a, I did, I used it a couple times and I was amazed. And then I tried it out on a knife that was already ground mm. and... I just went on the spine because I was afraid I was going to like chip the edge. And I ended up just even just, I did got too close to the edge and I just, I, just, I did put a, a crack in the knife from using the carbide straightening hammer. So mm. it's great if it's like, if you're if stock removal guy, I don't know why you wouldn't shim temper, but I mean, if you don't want to shim temper, shim tempering, in my opinion, is the best. I mean, I don't think there's anything better than the shim temper. But um, this carbide straightening hammer is, is definitely magic. Definitely magic. It's great. Yeah, I've used the same one from Corin, and uh, who sent one my way, and it is, uh, yeah, they're they're pretty surprising. And um, I do think, though, uh, along the lines of what you're saying, there's kind of a certain point of uh, diminishing returns. And I think, right. like for my grinding process, I would because I usually heat treat uh, as forged. So after heat treating, I'll do I'll start with flat grinding, and if and again working evenly from side to side, um, and but at that flat grinding point, um, that's probably when you want to if you if you're gonna do any of that uh, to to do or to use the straightening hammer, you want to do it then, and you you don't need to hit it hard. Honestly, like no. I'm just like barely tapping it just tap 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 the right. tiniest little taps you can and um and it really does do the job i will say um the the work that it's doing is somewhat superficial and so if you do some straightening and then you grind through that material that you've been hammering on it might start to do some moving around right um don Nguyen actually has a great video where he's using a carbide tipped hammer uh, to help straighten out, I think he's making a Yanagiba, and um, and it was a battle. He would grind and then straighten and grind and straighten and back and forth so many times. Uh, he finally got it dialed in, but yeah, it's it's definitely something. Um, ideally, you want to get it straight through the heat treat so that you have minimal straightening to do afterward. But um, yeah, it is a great alternative. But a lot of times I see guys doing it with uh, stock removal knives where they've been heat treated full thickness. And it's mm -hmm. e I can understand why you would do it then because you can tell if it's flat or not. If it's, you know, you can feel it. Even when it's on a straight thing, you can feel it. Bevel, yeah. Um, 
It is amazing, but remember, when you grind, you gotta, you know, you you gotta grind those little dents out too. So it's like, don't yeah. do it right when you're hand sanding, because be, all of a sudden it's like, my knife has leprosy. What's going on with these dots, <laughs> chicken pox? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So, and even if you have, you know, the best sandpaper in the world in Dasa, it's gonna be difficult to get that sort of pitting out. I suppose sure. it looks like pitting. Um, but yeah, if you are using sandpaper, you've got to use an Indasa Rhino Wet because it's the stuff that everybody uses because it's great. It's great. It saves you money because it saves you time. Um, and we can save you a bit more money as well. If you head on over to TexasFarriersupply.com, fill up your basket with everything that they have. They've got everything you could possibly need, including Rhino Wet. Um, but when you get to check out, if you use Knife Talk 10, you'll get 10% off the entire order. So go take a look, TexasFarriersupply.com. And make sure you fill up your basket with that rhino wet as well. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right, before we move on, I think we need to do this one more question just to big up Jeff a little bit, I think. Um, Uncle yes, Sam. Yes, because, you know why? Because when you said that I wasn't in the show because I had shit myself, and everyone <laughs> thought, you thought everyone would think it was funny, I got messages on other podcasts. Did you hear that episode where Jeff poisoned his family? And it, and it, <laughs> So it was like you're like it was like a, they don't think you're joking. You know, they think they they think that I undercooked the fucking turkey. And the next thing you know, on another podcast, if Fader's a fucking gonna put, give everyone toe food poisoning. Congratulations. <laughs> anyway, Uncle Sam Metalworker said um, as a talking point, um, you've probably talked about, but he got a knife from Jeff just yesterday. So that was probably late earlier this week. Um, and he's blown away by the packaging. There you go. Um, the the extra attention to detail, how it was presented, from the hand signed thank you in the butcher paper, right down to the ribbon on the tape. And he says, "How do you ship and package your knives? Um, do you add extras, such as candy, stickers, swag, care instructions, and so on?" Mm. So, Jeff, so explain your packaging. How, I mean, well, this guy was blown away. Number what, one, what did he many get? thanks to Adam. Good dude, great guy. Saw him at Maker Camp. Yeah. He's always calls and he always writes into the show. Dynamite, wishing you happy, Merry Christmas, my man. Good dude. Um, I mean, the the most important thing is, is the. I mean, my Kydex sheath. It, like number one, it's a great way to get a knife because, it, uh, but it's also amazing for shipping because all of a sudden you don't have to worry about a knife. I hate those little tips and those little cardboard sleeves. It just look like to me. It's just like. Well, it looks like this is lame. I didn't like it, but so I, I do the Kydex sheath, and then I'll sign the Kydex sheath, and then I'll I'll throw some ribbons on the on the um, 
on the Kydex, which I think looks really neat. And then I'll wrap it up and in butcher paper. And then I have different colored tapes and sometimes I'll make the tapes match the color of the knife and there's ribbon. And then I have a little gold seal and I'll sign it and then I'll write a nice little note and I'll try to personalize it. It's just, I don't think people go crazy when they get a box. Like sometimes, I mean, everything doesn't have to be like a fucking iPad when it comes out, when it comes to your home. But I think that, you know, something nice and simple that you can, you know, take some care and stuff like that. I don't throw candy in and, and, um, I don't do that. Sometimes if I have a repeat customers bought a lot of stuff, I'll just throw in a hat, um, and you know, write a nice note and I keep it simple, keep it simple. And then also, I don't use those God. I don't repackage those Amazon boxes. If you're one of them flea bags, <laughs> if you're one of them flea bags who fucking charges someone five hundred dollars for a knife, and then it comes in a fucking bullshit already used <laughs> Amazon box with the Amazon tape ripped apart, you're a flea bag. You're a flea bag. <laughs> the USPS uh, makes great boxes for knives. And the, the other thing is, is don't pack it so it looks like shit. The box should come nice. So yeah. I try to make sure that it doesn't look like it's fucking run over by a truck before I send it to USPS. But don't do that bullshit repack. If you're charging a lot of money for a knife, don't you fucking dare send a box that was from like a you know like the I once got from Spicy Mike sent me something in a in a Spicy Mike sent me something in a in a six pack container like a twelve pack soda container. <laughs> don't do that. That's some bullshit. I mean, no, no, all no, all due respect to Spicy Mike. Deep cut. <laughs> spicy Mike. Remember Spicy Mike? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I still have some of his hot sauce in my fridge. Oh boy. <laughs> it's scary stuff. I use it every I once bet. in a while when I need a little bit of heat. I'll just put like a, a half a teaspoon in. Shout out to Spicy Mike. That's a cool pack. That's a deep, definitely call back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'd imagine Mareko's is very different, his packaging, simply because um, his knives are custom and different each time. Um, but I've got sort of custom packaging for like five different types of knife that I was doing. Um, so whether it's a, well, you know, the different types, the different styles, they were all the same. So I'd be using the same template each time. So it's quite easy then to get some packaging made because you know you can reuse that same thing each time. Um, so yeah, mine was just very sort of simple and sort of elegant, I suppose that that's what I was going for, but I do use a cardboard sleeve on the, on the blade. Um, but I've got one of those like hot foil stampers. Yeah. So, um, so it puts like a, like a, like a foil embossing of my logo where the logo is on the blade. It is on the cardboard. So it's in the same place when you pull it off, it reveals the real logo. Um, and I've got that on the, on each sort of corner of the box as well. Um, and I use shredded paper then just to pack things down so mm. things aren't moving about so much. Um, so I think, yeah, once you've got the, the the cardboard sleeve on your blade, shredded paper with a reasonable fitting box, pack down hard. You sh- you, that's what you're trying to avoid, really, movement of a blade, because if it starts moving, then it can start damaging the packaging. It can start tips pointing out and all the rest of it. That's what you don't want. Um, so, yeah, so if you do, you know, similar models all the time, um, maybe you're just changing handle materials, that kind of thing. If the shape is always the same, you can invest in some sort of custom packaging, um, which can be quite nice. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of you guys are doing sort of customs one-offs, and that's that's always going to be a challenge. How you're going to package that in a nice way? So, um, depends how deep you want to go. I know 
Morocco makes some lovely boxes for his, you know, specific for each knife as well. So, yeah, it it depends what you're making. Yeah. What do you think, Morocco? Well, and I, every once in a while, I do a, a sheath, um, but that's usually by request. What? But I really would. I, I'm not going to talk about my current packaging game because it's mildly embarrassing. I will say the knives show up; they're beautiful. They they look great, but the pack actual actual packaging is m- somewhat embarrassing. But what I would love for it to be is for the knife to show up with its own sheath, um, and and a nice packaging presentation. Uh, I have a company I'm talking to about. Uh, actually, the company I did my aprons with. I'm talking to them about doing a a custom apron um, that's just for my packaging, um, so that. I can send the knife in a sheath rolled up in an apron and it be part of like the whole unpacking experience. Um, so that when it finally arrives, it's, it's, it gets there securely, but it also has all this useful stuff. Cause I hate sending out packaging. It's just a bunch of trash, uh, unless it's recyclable. So I've done, I've done a bit of work to try to make sure I'm using things that are recyclable or whatever. And, um, and, and, uh, so I have room for improvement for sure, but I'm getting there. That's going to be one of my goals next year is to uh, finally get my packaging game to a place that I'm happy with. I got bad news for you, Mareko. What? No, it's not that bad. Relax. <laughs> don't, 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 it's not that bad. But the USPS has has retired the game board box. Mm. I have I have a good stash of them. Yeah, I don't good. actually well, use those anymore. But those those were, I mean, if your knife is longer than 15 inches. Right. You want that game board box, um, yeah. and they're 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 discontinuing it. So they discontinued it. I can't get it. I, I ordered a pile of them before, and then they stopped. So hmm. those were good for like sets and stuff, or like big sure. volume. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For a while, say? I was building like freight boxes. I remember. I think that's maybe what Craig's talking about. Yeah, you like yes, yeah. Yes, I was you building like, yeah, freight yeah. boxes so that they yeah they were like completely non crushable. Um, but. And when you send anything in a box, it should not rattle around. Like no. you have yeah. to put, I mean, I use paper and not, but like, not like I'm not grabbing like the fucking bullshit, you know, the shit paper. I'm not bringing like, <laughs> like the old magazines <laughs> and stuff. Like I, yeah. I use the same card, the same uh, butcher paper that I use for the, uh, for the knives. You want to make sure when you close it that when you, it doesn't rattle, it doesn't move at all. It, mm-hmm. There cannot yeah. be any yeah. moving around in there because then all of a sudden, you know, you just don't be that dude who sends a fucking old Amazon box and <laughs> fucking rattle around in there. <laughs> you can imagine, you know what I'm talking about. Like you're, you're, the, oh, yes. the tape has already been cut from the first opening. <laughs> uh. Oh, God. Well, here's what we got. We have uh, listener feedback, and we also have uh, red flags, and uh, or whatever you want. More questions. Okay, let's do the listener feedback then. You said you got a special one. This is special. This is from our friend Scotty. This is from Scott Dysart. Remember, we talked about Scott Dysart a couple episodes ago. Mm. So me and my family watch Craig's Jigger Jig Out video on YouTube. Oh fuck yeah! Relax. Just don't. Just hold what you got. My wife thought it was Buck Cherry. I guess the band named Buck Cherry. Haha, ha, but my 11-year-old said it was really good and I like and I liked a lot. That's our demographic. Just, hey, don't, the hold what, just hold what you got. <laughs> uh, good shit, man. Great music. Keep going, Craig. I want I wish I wasn't behind. 
I would have bought your music. Keep going. Hey, if you really want to make my son feel like a badass, would you mention his name? It's Cole Dysart. He would love that too. Ha ha. So Cole, you're you're a good kid. Your dad likes the great, great um, taste in Go music ahead. as well. Give, Cole. Talk to Cole. Cole, Craig. Talk to Cole. So, hey, Cole. This is Craig from the Three Five Five. Your favorite, your new favorite band. <laughs> do, do a cameo. Um, do me. Do a cameo for Cole. <laughs> a fucking cameo. Oh, What's sorry. Cole, don't listen to that part. <laughs> sorry, Cole. Let me restart Christ. that again. Jesus Cole, Christ, sorry. Cole. Just hold what you got. Start over. Start over, <laughs> Cole. Just don't worry about that part. Cole, now, Craig, take it away. Hey, Cole, this is Craig from the 355s, your new favourite band. I need to tell you what great taste in music you yeah. have. Um, and pick up a guitar yourself. It's easy. Get into it. Pick up a guitar, start playing some music. Thank you very much for listening. You little ranger. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Cole's the man. Listen, Cole, you got a good sense of humor. Your dad's a good guy. And the most important thing, Cole, is have a good sense of humor. We're with you, Cole. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you, Cole, and the whole Dysart family. Exactly. Yes, no. yes, yes. And Sorry, what did you say? You said his wife thought it was what? what, what <laughs> My what wife thought it was Buck Cherry. I guess Buck Cherry What's was Buck Cherry. Buck Cherry was an old uh, uh, band. An old they band. did that song, Save Tonight. You know, Save Tonight. Fight the that break. was Eagle Eyed Cherry, oh, was that? wasn't it? That was, oh, you're right. Eagle Eyed Cherry, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nah, never mind. I don't know who the fuck Buck Cherry is. Cole, don't listen to that part it's, either. It's Cole. going to be a bunch of 50 year old dads, isn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> Sucking in their bellies, exactly like us. Yeah. Craig did his first cameo, ladies and gentlemen. There All right, Scott, that's uh, $350. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 355 355 yeah. The 355s. All right. Yeah. Uh, our, our friend J-Mod Knives says, here's some listener feedback. Last week we were talking, I mentioned uh, I mentioned oxtails, and he said, listener feedback, this one time in a Vietnamese restaurant, I asked her a waitress oh. why the oxtail pho is so much more expensive than the rest. And she said with a Vietnamese accent, the cow only has one tail. I died laughing. I did that in a new york accent i did not do that in the accent i'm hoping or j mod and i've thought i was going to do i'll do it in a jeff accent the cow only has one tail i died laughing and ordered the oxtail soup and it was delicious paul jansen (laughs) says if you thunk if you thunk (laughs) motherfucker says thunk sorry cole don't listen to that part either uh (laughs) if you thunk oxtails are bad if you thunk, all right, Paul. If you thunk, oxtails are bad. Wait till you hear about Rocky Mountain Oysters, the original sack lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, the original sack lunch. Good for you. The original. I just, sack. I just saw a clip from uh, what was it, Funny Farm with uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah. Chevy yeah, Chase he's yeah. eating the lamb fries, and uh, he doesn't realize what he's eating. And there's a guy sitting at the bar right next to him. It's like an old diner. He's like, that's a man who knows what he likes in his mouth or something to that effect. And he's eating fried lamb testicles. Didn't you have, <laughs> didn't you once have a flam fry? Hell yeah. It was delicious. Well, what would you say the texture was like? Uh, hmm. Like a tater tot. Ooh, grody. <laughs> You never eaten tater tots? <laughs> fucking tater tot. No, but all of a sudden, that's not what I expected. <laughs> well, it's fried, so it's, it's breaded and fried, so it's crispy on the outside. So this is lamb's nuts, <laughs> breaded and fried. Yeah, but, <clears throat> wow, wow. I had a raging <clears throat> boner afterward. 
Oh That's what they're for. Oh, my God, Cole. Don't, I hope you're not listening to this part, Cole. Jesus. Merry Christmas, Cole. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, there you go. The Dysart family is all passed out, and CPS is on the way. Uh, Child Protective Service is on the way, Scott. You better buckle in. Uh, CK, uh, CK. LLY says, here's some uh, listener feedback. I have a small I have a small shop tool dilemma. I had the pleasure of speaking to Lawrence at Maritime Knife Supply. He's fantastic and will answer whatever questions you have and really seems to enjoy helping his customers. On the dilemma, if your shop needed both a bandsaw and a drill press, which would you buy first and why? Chris K. So, number one, everybody knows that Lawrence from... Maritime Knife Supply is the man. I, I mean, he sent, I, I buy my belts from him, and he'll send candy. I mean, you want to talk about packaging, boy sends candy, and he sent me a, a, a jug, a, a, a container for my gator piss, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so go to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, get all your belts, abrasives, steels, whatever you want, and you get a 10-pack of abrasives, you get 10% off. So Maritime Knife Supply. He had branded lollipops at Maker Camp. That's what he said they were. I don't know. I don't know. I don't take. I don't take candy from a stranger. You know what I'm <laughs> <Fuck>. Candied lambnuts. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. I was gonna. So, so this guy has got. He, he wants to know whether she'd buy a drill press or a bandsaw. Right. Um. Oh, I I can't see how I'd get by without a drill press. Without a bandsaw, I could do it by hand. It wouldn't be nice, but you could certainly cut wood by hand. Um. But without a drill press, life's going to be very difficult. So. I'd always get a drill press first. Well, the bandsaw, it's a, the question of what kind of bandsaw. Is it a wood bandsaw or is it a bandsaw for cutting steel? Let's just assume that he wants to for cutting steel. Yeah, but I mean, even then, you can, you know, you can use an angle grinder. You can get stuff yeah. done. But without a, without a, uh, you know, a pillar drill, life's going to be very difficult. You just get a so, yeah. Makita. Battery's gone. Change the battery. Yeah, battery's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then the best part is, is if you have one of them drills with the with the handle on the uh, on the other side, like ninety degrees, <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. grabs and then it fucking sends the handle into your guts. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God damn, that's uh, no, it's got to be a drill press for me because um, you know you don't even need a very good one. Um, when it comes to drill presses, what you you know for what you do when you're knife making, um, I'd say, yeah, definitely get a drill press, and if you can afford two, get two actually because they're so so oh, handy. Yeah. Um, Never yeah, enough drill press before bandsaw in my mind. What do you think, Racco? Drill press or bandsaw? Ooh, I would say I would I would probably need a drill press more than a bandsaw. If I had to if I had to lose my bandsaw, I would I would be fine. Because I could still use my angle grinder to cut off chunks of material and forge out blades, um, but if uh, I'd be pretty screwed without a some sort of way to make holes in the steel in the handle. You can you can get I mean you can get pretty far with one of those cheap hundred dollar bandsaws. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there you you'd be surprised. I mean, as long as you're not like drilling, you know, five eighths inch holes, you know, or like big 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 daddies, you don't really need it, you know. But um, I would, the more expensive thing would be the, uh, well, a standing drill press is going to be more expensive than like a porta band with a swag table. So, shit, I would just get a benchtop drill press. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. when I think of like a drill press, it might, the, the drill press that I want is not a, I mean, it, it would be a stand, I think the freestanding ones are better. 
Mm, I don't. Yeah. I have. I have three bench top ones, and I'm just like I'm not. No, they're not my. They're not the one that's making yeah, it happen. They'd be pretty light, can't right. they? Yeah. yeah, but a big floor stand is going to be you heavy. Don't, I mean, for knife yeah. making, you don't really need to make giant holes. I mean, unless you're yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Josh Prince, and you're <laughs> making holes for putting all sorts of stuff in. Mm-hmm. All sorts <laughs> I mean, of stuff. I mean, go very well with that, but. You know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Rough Cut Knives says, hey, guys, always love the show. Makes shop time more productive. Anyhow, Jeff was talking a while back. Uh, just re-listened to episode 301 about photos and wiping knives with acetone. You know, I said that uh, make it str- acetone is very streaky. He says, you know what you should do? Wipe. After you wipe with acetone, hit it with a blast of no residue brake cleaner or parts cleaner. No streaks, mm. no residue. It doesn't need to be wiped. Stay well. And his name is Cole. I hope you're not listening. Flickin' Mabeen. <laughs> <laughs> Flickin' Mabeen. This is probably it's F Lickin' F Lickin' My Bean. So you did a very good job. That Flickin' Mabeen. <laughs> Rough Cut did a good job. Um, what was yeah? So I guess brakes cleaner. You know. You know what? You know what? Have, have you ever record? You ever used that PB blaster? Um, not. No, I mean I've I've used it in the past, but not for cleaning off blades. I somebody told me that it's better for if you're hand sanding and you want it better than um, WD forty use the PB blaster. I hmm. sprayed one spray of that shit in my shop, and I thought we're all gonna die. It's so <laughs> noxious, noxious. What is it? Like a lubricant? It's, or what kind of stuff? I is don't it? know what the fuck it is, but I mean it was like it was like. It was like gasoline almost, but I think it's for like a parts cleaner or like a degreaser or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But it was like people were just like, yeah, just spray it all over the place. Oh my god, I sprayed it one time and like evacuate. We gotta go. <laughs> it was crazy. You can get a so. cheap high. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> um, Ronald Handmade, our friend Ronald Handmade down in Australia says, "Here's some." I think he's in Australia. If these these Australians and these New Zealanders, boy, they boy, they get mad. It's like the Welsh and the English. They get mad, mad, mad. <laughs> uh, and some feedback for this week's show. I also hate the messages from, quote, influencers wanting to give me, quote, great exposure in exchange <laughs> for free knives. Guess what? I sold two knives to a very well-known TV chef who used them on screen, screen almost every week for a few years. More exposure than any influencer is going to offer. Guess how many knives I sold from that? I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with Nero. <laughs> so, and for the record, he also was he also paid full asking price and didn't want a discount. Yeah, that influencer thing is a thing. I actually, yeah. uh, the only person I've ever two people two influencers who have well, I wouldn't really call them influencers. Carl Ruiz, God rest his soul, sold a pile of knives for me, um, and then. Jacques Pepin's Jacques Pepin has become his. He's all of a sudden somebody actually told me that they Google tried to like take a picture of the screenshot and then figure out who who made the knife and they kind of tracked me down from the from that. Uh, I'd never heard from of like anything a reverse like, Google search. They went yeah they went they went fucking bananas and it was really like uh, it was pretty wild. That's the only time that this ever happened. But yeah. Wow. Um, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard out there for a pimp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jeez, Cole, Cole, you still with us? It's hard out there that. for a pimp, I my brother. Heard that line in a while. It's hard out there for a pimp, my bro. 
What was so the name he's... of that movie? Uh, I don't know, but uh, Hustle the guy, and Grind. Hustling Grind. Uh, is it the Hustling Grind? I think That's so. a podcast. Hustling Grind is a podcast. Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Hustle Flow. And flow. Bad. Hustle and Flow. Yeah. Uh, Hustle and Grind. Well, we can do well, whatever you want. We can go back to questions. We have still red, uh, red flags or whatever you want, or more of these. It's up here. Um, let's do a few more of these, but let me tell everybody about knife print first. Um, so if you've ever done any CAD at all, or if you're looking to do CAD, um, you've probably done a bit of research and seen that you need to download software, you need to license in, it can be really expensive and it's difficult, but knife print have you covered. It's all done in the browser, nothing to download, um, a really good education center to show you how to do it as well. Um, sorry, if you don't know what CAD is, it's it's uh, computer-aided design. So if you want to design your, your blades on screen before you make them, um, use a CAD program. And KnifePrint is just that in a browser. Super simple to use. Um, so they've got a really good educational center showing you how to use the, the various tools and that kind of thing. And you can then you know, print them out. So you've got a paper template. Um, but an amazing feature of KnifePrint is... You can print out to steel, so you can pick the stock that you want, and they will then laser cut it or water jet cut it and just ship it to you. So whether you're working on prototypes and you wanted to see what the feel in your hand would be like, whether you've got a short run that you'd like to have laser cut out, Knife Print is the place to go. Um, KnifePrint.com. Go take a look. Uh, you know, we could keep doing these, or we could also, this is the end of the year, this is the end of the year, maybe we should just talk about things that we're looking forward to in the future, or... You know, wrap this year up. We had a good year. You want to talk about that, or you want to just listen to feedback? Well, you may have. What is that? <laughs> you may have had a good year. You had a good year. You fucking rock star. You. <laughs> you didn't have a good year. Um, it's been a real transitional year for me. Um, yeah. It's been a, a real strange one that I didn't see coming, and uh, yeah, it's been strange. And we've just been plagued. Is it not just us? Sort of my family and, and, and I, but lots of my friends, everybody I know, have just been plagued with health issues so, so much over the last sort of 18 months. And I mean, like me, I haven't, sh- I've got a cold again now, I haven't shaken it off. And it's just, it's been a really weird one, a really w- weird 18 months. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping that the next year, next year is, is a bit more sort of stable and. And back to some sort of reality, really, because it's just been really weird. Well, so really weird. what do you do to, you know, in the in the future for, for your health? I, well, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing that we're, we're, we're doing now that we've never done before or that we're, we're nothing new. Um, it's just, I said, it's not just us. It's everybody we know as well. Hmm. Um, and, you know, family members, you know, become extremely sick mm-hmm. as well. And, and um yeah, just lots of issues. I mean, like Amy's family as well. Lots going on there, and it's just—it's just been drama after drama for the last eighteen months. So I'm—I'm I'm just hoping things are just gonna just chill and calm, and everybody's healthy, and you know that—that that would be nice. Would be nice. No, yeah. would be nice. How would you wrap your year up, Morocco? Uh I think I don't know. I've been. It's it's been slow for me, and I think, or at least knife production wise, um, <clears throat> and so I'm hoping to kind of pick that up a little bit. Um, but I, I think part of the reason it's been slow knife wise is because I've been doing more teaching engagements this year um, to mix in. So I'm kind of diversifying my workflow, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I don't know. I just I. I'm still, you know, I still 
have my struggles with stress and depression and anxiety. And so I'm still been kind of working through that stuff and getting stuff like that lined up and figured out. Um, and really just kind of trying to figure out where, where it is I really want to go. You know, I used to have these, I guess, (laughs) delusions of grandeur, I suppose you could call them where I was like, I want to be like a guest judge on chopped and i want to do all this other shit and be fancy and i thought i wanted to be famous and stuff and i'm like no i don't think i mean a few years ago i realized that's something i didn't want to do but i haven't really dialed in where it is i want to go and i feel like this year i've kind of gotten a better grasp on where that the direction i do want to go which is a lot more of like the teaching and sharing stuff um and so next year, I think I'm going to, I'm going to be doing a lot more of that. I think I'm going to be out of, uh, or I, I'm going to be traveling like eight or nine times next year. Um, basically like almost once a month traveling to do teaching or some sort of demo demonstration work, um, mixed in with my knife making as well as all the other shit I think I want to try to accomplish. Um, so trying to figure out, I mean, I don't know. I've been trying to figure out that balance of trying to be happy and still being able to, you know, support and take care of my family. Hmm. And for some reason, it's difficult at times. <laughs> yeah, but you know what though? The the problem is everyone thinks things happen overnight. You know, yeah. it's 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 never the case. I mean, anything worth sure. anything it takes a long time. You know, it's just I I feel like there's this. I feel as though social media has you know, spotlighted a few people and shown that life is supposed to be transformative overnight, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's just such a needle in the haystack that that shit happens. Right. And it's really, and those types of people don't get the longevity of, or they don't know how to optimize that overnight fame. And it's it's almost like a burnout as opposed to just like slowly, slowly kind of making incremental growth. And then all of a sudden you're, you're you're where you want to be. I I feel like that's the worst part of social media is you you end up people get this you people be plucked out of of obscurity and they'll be put in this position of like exponential growth of their popularity and it's like right. is that something that anybody really wants and can you handle it? It's just like I don't necessarily know if there's any room for that being feasible for anybody long term yeah and i think it's more than just you know looking at you know people you know who've become famous or whatever it may be i think it's just generally i mean i'm I'm certainly guilty of it as well if you're putting something up online you want it to look the best version of you you know let's say you've got five photos you can look for the best one before you need to put that up and so when we're scrolling through we're just seeing everybody's best version of themselves and most of the time it's, it's not even the best version it's, it's it's almost manufactured to look to look great um and i think then you, you know you're comparing that to our own lives and it's just like it can just get you down you know you know and it's you know i'm guilty of it as well if i'm putting something up online i, I mean I basically use social media for you know to sort of market and right. sell what well, what is the band now you know so you always want to put up the best version of that and and you know what looks the best um but yeah it can't just be overwhelming just seeing this all the time then you look down and I'm I'm sitting there in my pants and I've got you know <laughs> chocolate dripping down my 
belly oh or whatever. But you're just like, that's a way me. Too... Look at the mess on me, and I'm looking at all this like, oh my god. I mean, that was a bad was example, a but you really know, you know what I mean. Intimate portrayal of what life is really like at the three five fives. It is, basically, yes, yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? Dripping down uh, your belly for Christ's sakes! What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but you see everybody's polished version online um and it can it and it can so sort of that you know then you look around you see yourself you just think jesus christ how am i meant to measure up to this you know and um i'm just sort of over it now and i and i really do just use social media now just to go on and just right. you know promote promote whatever it is and i'm basically That's... back off again now because it just it just gets me down you know and i th- and i think Going back to the beginning of the show when we, we were on about, you know, trends and things like that. And I said, you know, I, I can see more people sort of opting out of this, mm. whether, you know, whether it's a rat race or whatever. I sure. can see more and more people doing that because it's just, you know, we're, we're all seeing the bullshit that's there now for what it is. Whereas we've had years and years of thinking, oh, I need to be like this. I need to be like this. I think more and more people are now seeing but, this is just bullshit. But don't, don't say I'm leaving social media. Don't do <laughs> yes, that, yeah. Because oh, well done. You've made the cut. Don't do that. Don't do. <laughs> yeah. Don't be the person to say I'm leaving social media, and then you're back a month later. It's been a long time. I'm back. You know what I'm talking about? There are people who <laughs> yeah. who stomp their way off. What have I missed? Come back to see what I've been missing. Hey, sorry, I've yeah. been talking too much. But you know, life gets to that. <laughs> don't just fucking leave. <laughs> fucking leave. <laughs> Get the fuck out, you ranger. You. Uh, I mean, speaking of <laughs> speaking of the guys who are going to be screwed, Bumbleclot, that ranger. Singing Bungle Bumbleclot, he's boned. <laughs> that dude is that. We're not going to see him much longer. Let me look this guy. So is the song called Bumbleclot? I don't think is so. That? But look at all you have to look up. He looks like. I mean, he. Social media now gravitates towards freakish-looking people. I guess. I mean, so it's like. Yeah. It, oh yeah. So he's a ginger rapper. Yeah. And I'm going to put Bumbleclot in and see. He sings. I think he sings about tearing up pussy. I think that's the name of. The, I think that's. <laughs> His genre? I think that's the genre of his rap. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Bumper clock general. Kind of yeah. chicken. <laughs> what the word? <laughs> I don't know what I'm Googling here. I'll he's, be honest uh, with you. Yeah, he, yeah he's, he looks like... I mean, you, you'll, you'll know him when you see him. I mean, the thing is, is, he doesn't sound like what he looks like. And that's the whole issue. But the problem is, is like... Uh, we're not, I can't talk you through you finding this whole thing out. But I mean, back to back to Mareko, you know, the most important thing is, and we get messages all the time about how you, you just talking about it helps other people. So hmm. if that makes you feel better talking about your stresses and your anxieties, uh, it makes people feel like they're not alone. And if anything this podcast does, it makes, we're, the whole idea is we're trying to speak your language and know that you're not alone. Right. But, uh... It's fucking, you know, but with the exception of, you know, all the, you know, people dying in my life. I mean, it was a good year. I mean, we, Tony and I had a game plan on what we did. We had to do some hustling because some things didn't work out. And I think that when you talk about uh, social media not representing, I mean, the the Cosmic Drift didn't do as well as we thought we would do. Would do and we cut it short just because it was like, I'm, you know, it just didn't, some things, some things register and some things don't. And... We did a few little side steps and figured out a few things that were. I'm I'm really happy. I made some decisions in the summer for the winter, and we were able to be flexible, which was really good. Um, 
And uh, I'm looking forward to next year. I will make a decision. Hillary and I are going to make a decision on whether or not we're going to do the New York City Marathon. I'm looking forward to that. Um, feeling really good physically. I'm trying to stay healthy and, you know, knock on wood. And, we, you know, maybe we'll do the New York City Marathon together. That'd be fun. So, what? okay, then. So we talked about this year. So what are the big plans for next year? What What are your goals, I suppose? Recco. Me. Uh... I guess not to get to, <laughs> I, I have, like I said, I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling and teaching and stuff next year. And so I'm hoping that I can uh, just kind of not let it get to me or hopefully, or, I mean, I'm, I'm committed to all these things. I'm going to follow through with all of them. So um, it, it'll be, in, it'll be kind of a, a learning year in a way because uh, last year, like I said, I, I taught a few, a few different times, but this, this coming year is all, all, almost all year, three quarters of the year, um, I'll be traveling around and doing stuff throughout the year. And, um, I, I I'm somewhat worried it's going to be a little bit more, or I've, I've maybe bitten off more than I can chew, uh, because I'm also trying to still make knives at the same time. I want to start making steel that I can then sell as well. And that might have to, unfortunately, that might be one of the things that sits on the back burner for another year as I kind of explore and, and go through this whole process of traveling a lot more uh, and doing more teaching engagements. And, um, so yeah, I guess just to kind of like keep my head on straight more than anything. Um, yeah. What about you, Craig? Yep. I sent you the video of your friend. I, I'm just looking at it now. M daughter, M M dot R or something, a white British country boy, uh, uh gets big Jamaican vibes. Yeah. So, um, my goals for the year, um, I think to get some sort of normality. So, our youngest buddy will be starting school um, come summertime, which gives me back my time uh, to be back in back in the shop. Um, so, yeah, I mean, myself and Mareko talked about this when we did our our show together a couple of weeks ago um, about how I just haven't been in the shop for so so long. And um, essentially, I'll be starting over, really. That's what it feels like. Um, so it's, yeah. So it's, I'm hoping that, you know, that that's going to sort of go smoothly and, and go well. And and by, you know, by this time next year, I'll be back into just the normal day-to-day swing of things. Whereas, yeah, I haven't had any sort of structure at all for the last, like, two years, really. Mm. Um, you know, at the times I've managed to get into the shop, I've just been, you know, trying to nick a bit of time here and there and that kind of thing. Um, so just a regular routine. That's what I'm really craving, actually. Um, yeah, that's what I'm hoping this year is going to bring. Um, I knew it couldn't last year because, you know, the situation with, you know, with family and that kind of thing. Um, but now there's, you know, there's sort of light at the end of the tunnels. I, I can see it coming. And um, whereas I know a lot of people would like, you know, the routine they're trying to get out of routine as much as they can i'm i'm the opposite i'm i you know i'm craving routine at the moment so so yes yeah, so i'm hoping that you know i'm hoping for that i'm looking forward to having my team figure out this fucking marketing thing because <clears throat> actually i had a speaking we were making jokes about the brian house brian house said something on workboard that's actually pretty interesting being in business now, 50% is, is working and making this stuff and 50% is selling it. And I found myself in that position of constantly like, I'm in the shop, we're working, I'm getting David, who's been up speaking of which, 
David's been terrific this year, and uh, I, I, Tiger Claw Customs has been a really huge help to us, and I'm really glad he's part of the team. Uh, he listens to this. You know what he does? He listens to this while we're working, and then he'll look at me, and he'll ask me why I said something. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> he's like, listen, he's like, he'll laugh, and he'll look at me, and I'm just like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But he's a, he's a good dude. He's been super helpful. The production's been good. I'm looking forward to ramping up. But I'm really looking forward to getting someone to do the marketing. Someone, but not somebody in-house. We're going to hire some company, and we're going to try to get to the next level because it's like, we can make it. We, we haven't sold everything out, and we need more eyes. And I just... I cannot count on uh, social uh, on Instagram and the algorithms. I'm not getting new growth. I'm not getting new views. And and I'm and I'm grateful for the uh, repeat business we're getting. But it's like at the same time, and I and I don't and I love them all, and I'm grateful. And but that they're keep, keep coming back. But at the same time, I need to get some new eyes. And so we need to. That's that's something we need to unlock this year. So. And I'm on it. I'm, uh, yeah. you know, when it's, when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's not so bad. So I'm not, I have nothing to complain about. Yeah, that's a nice thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's all good. So I think that's maybe a, a good way to finish the show. Merry you think? Christmas. Happy New Year. Here's the health and, good health and prosperity. So while you're all powering down your grinders um, for your holiday, whether you're having the day off, a week off, a few days, whatever it may be, um, just consider your grinder and how flexible that grinder could be. Jeff, do you have a flexible grinder? <laughs> my shit is flexible. I touch my toes with my grinder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can bend down and touch my toes. Listen, guys. I, besides the fact that we've talked about Broadback Ironworks for so long, the the two by seventy two grinder is awesome. The attachments are awesome. The deals that they have, if even if you don't have a chassis, you can use uh, the the attachments for everything else. The customer service is very great, and and I just I want to say in regards to all of our all of our sponsors, we know these people and their the customer service is very good, and we appreciate them. We especially appreciate uh, all of them. Broadback Ironworks has been dynamite. Ben and Ryan and Vince have been amazing, and it's a great company. They're doing big things, and they're trying to be flexible for you so definitely check out what's going on over broadbackironworks.com and if you put in the promo code knife talk 10 you can get 10 percent off of everything so many thanks to broadback and even heat and damasteel and all the guys in maritime and all of the sponsors who've been um involved with this show it means a lot yeah and yeah we just hope you all have have a great a great holiday whatever you may be doing whether you're spending time with family and friends whether you're just having a bit of downtime or whether you're just in the shop working enjoy it start appreciating things <laughs> okay <laughs> I like that that fucking that fucking <laughs> 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 sorry Jesus Christ since the show has started I, I my nose has been oh, yeah terrible I've been sneezing I've been muting a lot because I've been sneezing mm. so much um, but uh, no it's all good shall we go to an after show absolutely let's do it okay this show is... There we go. There we go. So, plans. What are your plans for the big day? Which big day? The wedding oh, come day? Come on. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, like, it. You don't, Americans don't do Christmas like we do in Europe, do. I suppose. Because you have Thanksgiving so close. Um, 
But yeah, it, it is such such a massive holiday here, and most people you speak to will be taking the week a week off at least. Oh, you know, wow. it's a it's a big big thing. Not those yeah, French yeah. at the border; they won't. <laughs> oh, the French—they'll be taking a month <laughs> oh, off here Jesus in France. Christ. Jesus, Have yeah, mercy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rekka, what are you doing? For, um, yeah, uh, so the actual day itself. What what do you do? What are you doing? Yeah, it starts for us. Uh, it starts Christmas Eve. And um, we get together with with uh, extended family, like cl- that's close here. So like my wife's parents, and uh, and then her s- and Sarah's siblings, and their families. Get, we'll get together, um, and I think we're gonna do breakfast, and then because the grandparents want to do presents with the kids, right. so we'll do presents with the kids, and and then we'll exchange a few presents ourselves too, uh, with the with you know, kids, parents and all that shit. And then I think Christmas Eve, I don't know if anything's happening Christmas Eve. And then uh, Christmas Day, we'll do our own Christmas uh, here at our house. Um, and then we go down, meet up Sarah's parents again, and we'll drive down to uh, where Sarah's grandparents live. And we'll go hang out with her her mom's extended family and do dinner down there and which is always really nice and and tasty and and we'll come back and clean everything up and then saturday i'll be back in the shop or sorry the 26th i'll be back in the shop wow boxing day i don't know why i said saturday that was weird what do you what tell us what you're going to be doing as long as you make it across the border craig um, so we're staying with my sister when we go over, and she's very, very, very excited. So um, her two sons, um, the youngest has just gone off to university this year, so she's been alone. Um, um, so, yeah, she, she 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 loves the kids, so she can't wait for them to come over. She's been nagging us for months. You need to come over for Christmas. You need to come over. And we're like, no, we're staying in France this, way, this year. But, um, well, yeah, in the end, we decide, okay, we're going over. Um, so, yeah, so it's just going to be... Um, the rest of the family coming over Christmas Day. Um, to actually, the, the thing I'm most excited about, so today's Thursday. We drove over Friday, Saturday evening, um, because, I mean, we've, we're going to have a babysitter. You know, my sister's there. So Amy and I, we're meeting up with loads of friends. Oh, yeah. um, we're having a big night out Saturday night. Um, and I cannot wait, cannot wait. So myself and Amy going into into, into uh, sort of the, the city centre, in the afternoon to do a bit of Christmas shopping um, and then we're just staying out there and meeting all our friends in the evening. Um, so it's, it's going to be messy and I can't wait because we just don't do that anymore, you know, but we're actually planning for it. We're like, okay, we've got a babysitter. We know the next day, Christmas Eve, we're going to be staying in all day. Everybody just relaxing, um, family coming around and all that kind of stuff. So we're up for it. We're up for a big oh, night out dude, on Saturday night. You get so <laughs> hungover, dude. I hope I do. So I do. I know. You're a wreck. <laughs> I know, but this is a rare opportunity oh, for us. Yeah. So we're, the two of us are so looking oh, forward to God. it. So. So that is Saturday night. Then Sunday, yeah, so it's Christmas Eve. So it'll be, you know, at home with the kids all day. Various members of the family popping in and all that kind of stuff. When does your first, um, when's the first drink on Christmas Eve? Fingal says he starts with the bubbly champagne first thing in the morning. So Christmas Day. Yeah, Christmas, Christmas Day, Day. Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. Christmas Day always starts with champagne in the morning with like a mimosa with orange oh, juice nice. in the morning. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Christmas Eve, I, I mean, as much as I'll be hangover, you know, people will be popping in and out all day and, you know, everybody drink, brings drinks and it's just a bit of a celebration all day, you know. Um, 
so yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty of drinks Christmas Eve as well. But Christmas Day then, you know, it's all about the kids really, isn't it? You know, so we get up and, you know, they, they have all their presents and then, you know, um, I'll be doing the cooking this year, which I, which I prefer to do anyway. Um, so yeah, so then the day is just, you know, slow cooking throughout the day and, you know, having a few drinks and, you know, fixing kids' toys that they're never going to break and all that. You know, it's the, the general sort of family Christmas thing on Christmas Day, which which I love. I'm really looking forward Uncle to. Uncle Craig, what's for um, dinner? Bolognese. Bolognese. <laughs> That's it. What about for dessert? Bolognese. <laughs> yeah. Three, Three courses. courses. Different get your fucking, get your elastic belt waistbands ready to go. I'm stretching those motherfuckers out, you rangers, you. Yeah. But, but as much as, I'm sure most people are the same, Christmas for us is, I mean, I'm not religious in the slightest, in the slightest. Um, but it's all about tradition for us. It's just what we always did as kids. So we keep those sort of same traditions. We generally eat the same sort of stuff. You know, Christmas morning is generally, you know, uh, yeah. smoked salmon, scrambled eggs and mimosas. And, you know, then we have a really late Christmas lunch, sort of 3, 4 p.m. Um, overindulge completely. Then it's just a really lazy afternoon. Then there'll often be a nap, and you know the kids will all be the kids are all happy playing because they've got all their new stuff. So they're all happy. So we can you know we can generally just just have a bit of a nap, um, have a few drinks. Then you know run by sort of six or seven p.m. It maybe starts getting a bit more a bit more active and more people are, are turning up. And um, it's always a good night, Christmas wow. night. Um, Boxing Day then is generally we all get out and go for like go to the beaches or something like that, you know, just you know clear all those cobwebs, go for a nice walk in the wind and the cold. Um, yeah, and that that's that's pretty much Christmas wrapped up then. But after the, you know after Boxing pretty Day, good. um, yeah, so yeah, really looking forward to it. It's just going to be the you know the standard sort of traditional stuff, really, and nothing special planned apart from our our big Saturday night out, which I know by seven pm I'll be done. I'll be like, I need to go home. Are you going to go to that special street where everyone throws their garbage on the on the ground? Caroline's, of course, Chippy Lane, of course. And yes, what's the yeah. place that your <laughs> yeah. wife said that is the where you guys always end up at? There's some like uh, you. We once did an episode this... where we read all the things you're supposed to do when you're in Wales, and there was like a whole list of. Are you gonna? Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a bunch of places that are just sort of traditional places that we always go to. Um, but because this is, you know, the Saturday before Christmas as well, it will the be zoo. Uh, the whole place will be jumping. It will be a zoo all day, and we're just going to embrace it because we don't anymore. You know, we're you know, <laughs> we're mid forties. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going for it. And you know, like speaking to Amy's friends, one of them's like, "Oh, shall I book a nice table somewhere?" You know, we're like, "No, no, 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 no." We're going just to get shit faced, and we are going to get some dodgy food Spice at the end bags. of the night. Don't think, don't think about going somewhere <laughs> nice to eat. We're going to get shit faced. What? What's your? Yeah. So you go out for a night, a night in the town. What's your drink of choice? It's uh, it's just going to be beers, basically. Yeah. Right. I know you get all gassed up, and you're just like, oh, you gotta be you, careful. You maybe have a gin and tonic, yeah. gin and tonic as as a sharpener, just to sharpen you back oh, up geez. again. And then, you're back and then it's a glass of wine, and let's have a whiskey. And next morning, it's just like <laughs> exactly. carnage. Then the shots are out. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah. that. Fuck that. <laughs> but this is, you know, this is a once a year, maybe once every two years occasion. So we're that my wife and I we're both just really excited. We're ready to embrace it. We're going to be the embarrassing forty-year-olds. Look at the mess on <laughs> oh, these. Oh, it's going to be so but, yeah. good. Oh god. So what's your good. late night? What's the late night food indulgence? It's not a the late night yeah. is as that that street where I keep sending the pictures whenever yeah. I go there, where um, it's just basically like 
crappy takeaway after crappy takeaway and everybody ends up in Cardiff everybody ends up in the street at the end of the evening and there's literally thousands and thousands of people milling wow. about um and it's part of the it's part of the experience you know it's it's certainly not you know good food but you know it's that kind of good food when you're drunk you know that kind of like stuff. uh what would be what, um, i mean like kebabs or something i think that's a big thing with you yeah there'll be plenty of kebabs there'll be plenty spoice of bags. <laughs> plenty of like, spoice bags no no you spoice, gotta find bags. A spoice bag. um, poutine um, there'll be lots of um, well, well, poutine. Yeah, uh, the sort of the Welsh version of that would be cheese on chips with gravy, yes. which yeah. is yeah. fries, disco fries. Yeah, yeah. but um, you know, like curries and that, all that oh, kind of stuff. God, you know? just and, to make um, your shits the next day even worse. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't have yeah. beer shits. I'm just watching some curry shits on top. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about proper messy, oh messy God. stuff. It's gonna be. Jesus, but, um, bumble clots. We're just we're just gonna embrace it as if we're in our twenties again. Yeah. Because um, you know it could possibly be the last yeah, time. Yeah, you never so know. That's the, that's the, the way we're looking ending. at things. Yeah. You never know. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just on about our age. You know, you won't want to be doing this again next year. Oh, so. We're gonna, we're you know, for it. we're gonna, we're having our my my neighbor who lost her his wife. We're gonna have him over at least. We're, he was we we invited him over for Christmas and and we always do uh, feast of the, our version of feast of seven fishes. And he was like, "What's that all about?" I'm like, "You're coming over." So I gotta knock him out. I gotta blow his doors off because he's a mm. cage and awesome cook, but he likes to eat stuff. And so we're gonna do uh, feast of seven fishes where we sit in the kitchen and one dish comes out after the other. And it's going to be like kind of tapas. And um, and then um, we're not going to fool around too much. And we probably do a lot of walking. Lila's around. So we're doing a lot of walking and stuff. We don't do gifts. I mean, we, we, give, a kid, we give a kid some money. The Knicks are playing um, Christmas Day at noon. So Lila and I want to watch that. And then uh, we might go out to maybe see some friends. But we're not doing a whole lot. Um, we're not doing a whole lot. We're going to just kind of chill out. And then... Um, Christmas Day, we'll relax and do, be together, and I'll make some nice dinner. We'll have some food and stuff like that. And if you know, our neighbor wants to come over, I'd love to have him. And he's, uh, we'll drink some wine and stuff like that. And then I'm coming back to the shop. I'm guaranteeing, I'm doing, I'm making one more hammer. I'm making one more. Every at the end of the year, I make a hammer. I'm making a hammer. I've been planning this out. I'm very excited. It's going to be based off of, I'm actually t- texting with Pat Quinn right now. He's been, uh, he, we had a nice nice conversation, and his new style of hammers, what's so cool about Instagram is you get to watch, watch people's evolutions. And the way he's making his hammers now are so different than the way he used to. So I got a hammer on hold for him. He's going to make me a hammer. He made me a hammer, and I'm going to get it when I get down to the center of my arts. But I want to make his style of hammer my style. So I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, I got a couple wacko knives I'm going to do. I got a, I got a, a couple surprises that I got to do for next year. And um, Lila and I are going to go into the city and have a daughter's dad day, and we're going to just cruise around and maybe go to Chinatown, maybe cruise around, just spend some time together. And I'm looking forward to a little time off, a little time off. Yeah, quiet time. Uh, you know, I, I don't like to be too quiet. I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'll come in the shop and put her around a little bit and do some, I have some real projects I want to get done for the end of the year, you know, so... I mean, I'm excited for the New Year's because we're not going to be podcasting. We're going to be taking a couple of days off, uh, a couple a week or so off. Um, so we'll we be joining you, the listener, back in 2024. So we yeah. usually go to the 
And we need your beefs yeah. for the for the New Year's show. Go to yes, yeah. Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. Send in your beefs, and uh, we'll have the next episode. Will be the all beef, the annual all beef review. We all got a good list. I want to own some more though. And then, what do you guys do for New Year's? We don't really have a tradition for New Year. I mean, when we're here in France, New Year's a massive thing. It's a massive feast night, um, and seafood and fish is is, is it's all right. about that on New Year. Um, so I think we're still going to be in the, in the UK for New Year, maybe coming back on New Year's Day. Um, but we, yeah, in the UK, we never really have a tradition for that. It's just a case of all family going over to somebody's right. house, and we all stay there till late. Um, but yeah, but but I think by that time, everybody's eaten right. too much drunk too much and it's more of a case of let's just all just let's all just chill out a bit here you know it can't go on forever kind of thing you know what what are yeah. you going to do for new year's reco uh the grandparents are going to be watching the kiddo and so uh the wife and i oh it's Morocco's big yeah. night out he's gonna get he's gonna get a spice bag <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I have a friend that has a restaurant in, down, in our little downtown, and so uh, they do a uh, a New Year's New Year's thing. They shut down for New <laughs> New Year's spice bag. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I'll so take a tasting menu for New Year's. Yeah, we're gonna go check it out. Um, I think they do a potluck style. Like they close the restaurant and they do like a private party there. And one of the employees there, uh, a good friend of ours, it's actually her birthday, so it'll be a, like a little bit of a mix between birthday and New Year's. There's a new bar nice. in town that we want to check out. That's kind of nerdy on uh, on like the D and D side of things. So we're gonna go check that out possibly uh, earlier in the evening, and then. Um, yeah, and I think like it's gonna hit New Year's. We'll be home probably like by one o'clock. Oh, I, that's later than I expected. Oh yeah, yeah. I figured you'd be like, oh, we'll be in bed by nine thirty. I mean, that's that's like <laughs> yeah. that's the goal. Yeah, we're rarely up at midnight for uh, for New Year's. To be the weather here has been so reasonable. They do a great ball drop in town. <laughs> Not what you think, Craig. I mean. <laughs> Just a, the <laughs> resident twelve-year-old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Colin, yeah. if you're still there, <laughs> it's not what you think. Coffin in the middle of the street. Not what you, Cole, yeah. Cole, it's not what you think. So yeah, they, this they have this giant happy New Year. <laughs> yeah. ah, it's not like that. It's not like that. <laughs> we, the whole town goes superior like that. Boom. So so they have this. You know, a light will drop down, and you get to count down the whole city comes in and it ha it hasn't been yeah. that cold so we'll we usually go and then they have bands and it's yeah it's actually really nice in our little in our little town and we do that and then my wife has got this total superstitious uh, menu for the first i love she gets so crazy for the new year so the first thing i gotta do is i gotta throw we gotta throw salt over our shoulders and then i gotta walk to the front door and then we can't we have to oh, i remember you saying about this the freakish thing does, that you, do, yeah. you can't eat you cannot eat chicken on new year's because it pecks it pecks back it walks backwards or something like that pork is good because wow. pigs go forward we're not going to do that you we always have collard greens we always have long noodles that longevity she always makes this um this amazing alcohol cake it's like soaked in booze and sugar and caramel and it's dynamite you're gonna make that and then we'll eat 12 grapes and then we'll she's got a whole it's a whole goddamn 12 grapes. it's a whole goddamn thing <laughs> it's a whole goddamn thing but i love it because she's into it she's very she's into it so we'll do whatever the hell she wants and then on new year's day there's a in our town they have do a um 
a uh, they jump into the Hudson River like a bunch of maniac polar plunge. So we'll yes. go watch that yeah. too, and then that's always fun. And then you know, look, we'll be together. It'll be nice. And then my daughter already wants to go back to college. <laughs> she's fucking had it with this. Really? I mean, yeah. she's when does she go back? I don't know. In a couple of weeks, but she's already. I can tell that she's already just like you know. California is much better than you know, Westchester, New York. So I can, and, and yeah. like her, you know, so we're having a good time, but uh, she's me excited to go back, which will be good too. Well, she, so. she must have friends yeah. though in town that she's she like does, reconnecting but it's with, like, right? she does. That's, I mean, that's what they're doing. She is hanging out with some old friends, which is really nice. And I think that everyone's a little, they all saw each other on Thanksgiving too. So there's you. that. And then, yeah. um, she, her grades came back and their grades are excellent and better. You know, we're, we're, she's, she's doing a good job. So we're all very happy. Nice. There you go. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's do it. Right. Yes, everybody. Have a great holiday and get your beefs in. Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. And we shall speak to you in a couple um, weeks. Maybe not next week, but yeah, the week after. And we'll have have some rangers. You. I hope that's not offensive. Bye for now. You. I hope that's not offensive. It is. I apologize. You're right. It's very offensive. (laughs) You ranger bastards. I reckon 11% of our audience are probably (laughs) rangers. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.